Welcome to the universe. I am your host, Yan. This is episode number 32. So happy to be back. It's been a minute. Um, I'd love to share and connect, document our experiences and our current understanding with each other. We are here for a very, very specific reason. And we don't have to understand this reason, but just know that there is a higher understanding, a higher reasoning for us to be here, right? So why are we here? Some people may say we're here to enjoy life. We're here to love people. We're here to give. We're here to learn. We are here to grow, you know, take care of ourselves, to eat to sleep, to enjoy the sun, to enjoy the waters, to do things that we love, right? These are all the things that we are here for. But these are only only mid-levels motivations. What are we really here for? Try to go a little deeper. And as we go deeper, the only choice or the only intuitive answer would be we are here to awaken and and that's what I wanted to say that we are truly here at this moment at this lifetime at this incarnation to awaken Right, It's all about the awakening process. We have been through birth and death, through multiple, multiple, multiple different incarnations. And it is at this moment, for some of us that is aware enough that we can recognize and understand that we are here to awaken. And what what does it really mean? Like what is it awaken out of what? Awaken out of the true nature of reality, awaken out of suffering, awaken out of unconscious behavior and kind of like a robot the time that we start to begin on the awakening process is very different for each individual beings right some can we don't know how many incarnations or how many births that we have taken to be living in our in this in our current incarnation in our human bodies and we we aren't able to remember anything in the past right anything in the in the past in the previous lifetimes all we can know is think about the first memory that we have right the first moment of consciousness that we have and that would be as early as 
three, three years, four years, five years old of, of our current lifetime. Anything before it, our conscious faculty, our, our conscious development wasn't really able to perceive it yet. It wasn't really fully developed to have the memory, right? So we are here to awaken. Some may go through another couple lifetime, lifetimes or the next lifetime, they would be conscious or aware enough to realize that we have been played, right? All the previous lifetimes we have been had, that we went through birth and death and we do it again, we do it again, we do it again, we do it again, we do it over and over again until we're able to awaken a little bit until we're able to start the awakening process and see how everything it's a cycle of the way it is what is the way it is what is the way in eastern philosophies hinduism buddhism it can be Describe as Dharma. D H A R M A. Dharma is a natural, universal law or balance or harmony that it's kind of like a rule or a formula that it has to maintain. So what, what has to maintain, right? The, the universe and, and every single being has a specific, unique, dharmic role in the divine universe. Everyone is playing its specific, unique role in this. Let's call this a dance, right? Everyone is participating in, in the dance, whether consciously or unconsciously. Or in, in the, the Taoist, the way can be described as the Tao. The Tao is the way. It is what it is supposed to be. The universe, every single being has a specific way. And when we're able to be awakened enough to see and get out of the way and to be in harmony or people call it to align with when people say to align with the universe, they're actually trying to say that they're going with the way it is. They are going, they're not going against it. They're going with it. They're getting out of the way and they are participating aligning their roles directly their role there's there's certain specific roles for this specific current lifetime and the dharmic role that they carry does that make any sense that they are participating they are becoming who they're supposed to be because that being, that, that way that it is, 
it is also part of something, right? It is all part of this something that goes on, right? We are living, we are conscious, or or we are not conscious. We're eating food, we're traveling, we're we're getting better, we're learning, we're exercising, we're living our life, our lives. But all of our lives are all part of something greater. Right, and what is that something greater? That is the divine play, or lila, which is a play, or that, or I, or we can call it the divine dance. It's like things, the universe, people, beings, relationships have a very specific, natural way of. Unfolding it, and as we try to control or or resist to the way, it creates more suffering for us. And this suffering is gonna cloud us. It's gonna delude us from seeing how it actually is because we're caught and trapped in our separateness in the universe, right? So this is the. The sense of mistaken identity again that that we carry, that we just think that we are, an individual human beings have a specific goals, right? We think that we are we are our personality, we are our ego, we are our bodies, right? These may these are rel these are only relatively true and real, while the mistake. To be caught in the illusion, the mistake is to recognize that this is all there is. When actually, in absolute reality, there is a transcendental reality that we cannot really fully understand it. This is the, this is where I said previously about. How our lives and how we are all part of something greater—the divine dance—and not recon and not being able to recognize it isn't anyone's fault. It's just that we are so caught and so trapped in our separateness that it is really difficult and almost impossible to see through it. And why is it so difficult to be? Awaken, or why is it so? Why is it impossible to understand that there is more than we think we know? Right. This is because our human minds, our thinking minds, can only think about things. Let me say it again. Our thinking minds can only think about things. And what are things? Things are anything that is within. The realm of the space and the time. So anything that is not in space and time is not a thing. So our true nature of reality we cannot really understand because our soul, the true self, the Atman, what whatever we want to call it, the awareness, the presence, the divine being, right? Our true nature of ourselves we cannot. Understand, because it is not in time, it is formless. It is not. It is never born. It will never die. It will never be withered by the wind. It will not be burned. 
it will it won't go anywhere when we die from our human bodies because it is formless it is not actually in time and space right and for our thinking minds to try to perceive it we have to always put that something right our true nature our soul into fit our thinking minds and put that into time and space and a name and form we have to make it or think of it as a form for it to to think about it to understand it and this and this goes the same way about the universe about god about transcendental reality about the creator about the collective consciousness right about all of these things is isn't necessarily in time or in space but most but all of them does not have a form and this is why our thinking minds can are are so so vulnerable in in being trapped or falling into the the trap that we think or we used to think that we are all there is and that there is there isn't anything more than we think we know and that is a critical critical mistake what is meditation meditation in the west can be sometimes used or i guess misunderstood as contemplating or like thinking about it pondering about something but meditation in the east represents or means something way more profound and it is basically a discipline to train our minds to be single pointedly so that we are not being dispersed in the energy that we have been building up is not being dispersed randomly into random thoughts here and there here and there all the time we are training ourselves our minds to be as single pointedly focused as we can so that we can use a hundred percent of its processing power to focus on one specific task at a time it is a discipline that trains our mind to become more quiet to silence the thinking whenever we want whenever we wish it is to train us to be more focused to to have clarity of thoughts to become more aware and to really quiet quiet and quiet down the mind because there's so much noises and distractions in the in the world right whether online or in real life on our phones right think about it how can we really get a moment of silence can we really get a moment of no distractions or noises in our life even just for one minute right we're constantly 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 bombarded with notifications 
with things to do, with with a alert, with what's going on in the world, with with this, with that, with our to-do list today, with our shopping list, with this email we have to send, with this ten thousand things in our daily life, every single day, and with our increasing technological advances. This isn't going away. It's actually gonna be. We won't even have a second or five seconds to ourselves if 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 we're not being aware that this is actually happening. That our attention are all being sold and being extracted by other people and by companies. Right to make money off of our attention, to it, it's like the hottest commodity there is at the current moment. Human attention. So to quite actually train our minds to stop thinking for a second, it's it sounds simple, but it is difficult and profound because how many of us can really say that we can stop thinking whenever we want? Right when thinking, when we cannot stop thinking, and our mind just keep going and keep going and keep going, even when we sleep or even when we're awake, we're thinking about something. We're trying to think. We're trying to plan. We're trying to 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 have so much thoughts, ideas, and thinking the past or the future from by our by the ego and. All of this thinking, when it gets too much and when it is incessant, it becomes a disease. Because a disease is when we have too much of of something, and thinking has become a disease to some of us because we cannot control it. Right? Basically, our minds are using us and trying to be us when our minds is only a part of us. So to actually train the mind in the discipline of meditation is so vital to our health, our growth, and our happiness, our focus, and our awareness, and our quality of of life. Because the more that we're being controlled by our minds, by our our thinking minds, the more it, it is. Trying to think different things for us, or trying to work, the less we have actual control of ourselves, because our minds is is pretending or or repre- representing us when it is only a part of us. It wants to be us, just 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 like the ego. The ego is always there. It is it is vulnerable? It has a hole that can never be fulfilled. But the ego. Is constantly trying to to come out, trying to to play the show, trying to be become the character, trying to remain its own reality, so that it doesn't. The ego doesn't just want to be a part of us; it wants to be us. And the sooner we're able to recognize that our minds and our egos are constantly fighting or trying to take control of ourselves. The sooner we're able to 
sit back, right? To to sit back and be become and be in the state of the witness, of the watcher, of the observer, of the noticer. This is this the state of witnessing is a higher level of dimension or awareness that we can cultivate and. Whatever happens, we become the noticer, the witness, and we just let it happen, right? Our thoughts, our actions, or this and that, the results, the consequences, we we simply let them be, and we don't judge it. We simply notice it, and by by becoming or being in the state of the noticer, the witness, right, the watcher, we we won't be prone. To be judged or to feel that we are less than what we think we are, because we are not. Whatever happens, we're simply witnessing. We're simply noticing the natural unfolding, right? This is what I. This goes goes back to the beginning. It's we are able to observe the way it is. Because everything is part of something greater, and if we're able to see that and become the witness, become the observer, become the noticer, then nothing is personal, right? Nothing is so. Nothing is personal, and that's liberating. Why? Because it doesn't affects us. It's our thinking minds that we that we think we're being trapped in in the idea that it is all about us, and that. Whatever we do has, right? Whatever we do, whatever happens is is happening to us it, it personally. When we can just sit back and become the witness and let everything happens and and watch and simply like like we're watching a light show, like we're watching a movie, and just simply let the drama of life unfolds. I am so. Profoundly, profoundly grateful, and happy, and content, and fulfilled to be here at this moment with all of you to talk and share our experiences. And I wish you nothing but happiness, joy, and free from suffering. And to always do what you're thinking, and just let the way it is. Just let let everything be, and stop trying to control, or think that we know everything, and let nature, let the natural, lawful unfolding, happens.